Hello, my friend, and welcome to Wisdom Trek. I am Guthrie Chamberlain, your guide to wisdom and creating a living legacy. Thank you for joining us for this five-day-per-week wisdom and legacy-building podcast. This is day 918 of our trek, and time for our Philosophy Friday series. Each Friday, we will ponder some of the basic truths and mysteries of life and how they can impact us in creating our living legacy. As we continue on this trek that we call life, sometimes we have questions about life. So our Friday trek is a time where we can ask Gramps. Gramps will answer the questions you might like to ask your dad or granddad, but for whatever reason, this is not possible. No matter how old we are, I know that all of us would like to go back and have the opportunity to ask dad or Gramps questions about life in many areas. Starting this week, we are beginning a new series delving into what makes each of us respond as we do to life situations. Understanding this and how others may interpret life through their paradigm will allow us to interact with each other with love and compassion. We are going to take a deep dive into an ancient tool for wisdom, which many scholars feel is based on a Christian perspective dating back to the early centuries after Christ was on the earth. This tool is referred to as the Enneagram which refers to its nine points, any, referring to nine, and gram, referring to a drawing. Check out today's wisdom journal for a representation of it. We will start with a brief overview today, and with each subsequent Ask Gramps episodes, we will do a deep dive into its strengths and potential weaknesses. This tool has experienced a very strong interest growth during the past 20 years, and it's now being taught with many Christian-based ministries. We are broadcasting from our studios at the Big House in Marietta, Ohio, Throughout the years, Paul and I have both used and marketed personal personality profile tools such as DISC, Myers-Briggs, and for us personally was Profiles International hiring and management tools. While we think these tools are very useful, especially in the business or ministry situation, we also found that they were somewhat limited and focused primarily on outward personality traits and not the core behavioral traits. When I started to discover the depth of the Enneagram, it opened up a new horizon of understanding of myself first and is helping me to understand others better. The Enneagram is the most useful tool of this type that I have encountered for personal growth. Keep in mind though, it is still only a tool and cannot replace nor usurp the precepts that are found in God's Word. So the question for the next several weeks or months will be, Hey Gramps, what makes certain people act or react to situations or circumstances in life? How can I gain wisdom to better understand myself and others so that I can love, serve, and minister to them on a deeper level? So the title for today is, What is the Enneagram? At first glance, the Enneagram might look just like any other personality test, and personality factors significantly into it. But it goes much deeper than that. It helps us to see our core fears, motivations, desires, strengths, blind spots, stressors, and the sins that most often trip us up. When we use it in a Christian context, it shows us the aspects of God's character and connects us more closely to the truth that we are made to be image bearers of Him and are to reflect Him in this world. As you can see from the symbol that is found in today's Wisdom Journal, the Enneagram contains nine spaces or types, with each number representing a dominant personality, mindset, and core worldview. Each space also has a primary strength or gifts that reflects the attributes of God and the primary struggle that emerges from insecurity and unhealthy behaviors. These one-word descriptors can be expanded into four-word sets of traits. Keep in mind that these are merely highlights and do not represent the full spectrum of each type. 
Number one is the reformer or perfectionist, who is someone that is principled, purposeful, self-controlled, and perfectionistic. Number two is the helper, and is someone who is genuous, demonstrative, people-pleasing, and possessive. The number three type is the achiever or performer who is adaptable, excelling, driven, and image-conscious. The number four type is individualistic or romantic and is someone who is expressive, dramatic, self-absorbed, and temperamental. The number five type is the investigator and is someone who is perceptive, innovative, secretive, and isolated. The number six type is the loyalist who is a person who is engaging, responsible, anxious, and suspicious. The type number seven is the enthusiast, who is spontaneous, versatile, acquisitive, and scattered. Number eight type is the challenger, who is self-confident, decisive, willful, and often confrontational. And the last one is number nine, is the peacemaker, who is receptive, reassuring, complacent, and resigned. Sometimes the language of true self and false self is used for these gifts and the blind spots of each type, with the true self representing who we are when we are self-aware, healthy, rooted in our identity in Christ, and living from a place of freedom and being fully who God created us to be. The false self comes out when we try to prove our worth by exploiting our gifts, using them in ways other than they are meant to be used or taking control of people and situations instead of finding our security in the truths of God's unconditional love for us. The Enneagram gives us a picture of the really valuable gifts that we have to offer each other when we are living in our true self and when we are healthy and whole, as well as makes us aware of our unhealthy places and habits that we are prone to depending on when we are stressed or afraid. All of us fit into one of these nine spaces though it often takes time to discern which one is our dominant number, and we may have the characteristics of several numbers. And of course, every person is also unique and thus will experience their number in the world a bit differently. In addition to the individual types, numbers will have connections to each other. One of these connections is referred to as the triad in the Enneagram. The nine spaces create three triads that also have distinct characteristics with 8, 9, and 1 forming what is called the gut triad, 2, 3, and 4 forming the heart triad, and 5, 6, and 7 forming the head triad. But how do you figure out which number you really are? Some of you may already know your number, or may immediately be able to identify yourself when you read a bit more about each space. But part of the distinctiveness of the Enneagram is that it is meant to be discerned over time through prayer, conversations with others who know us, reading, and attention. Tests do exist that might help you to figure out what number you are, but if you don't already know your blind spots, you may not be able to provide very accurate answers to these questions, and thus the results can be misleading. Again, it is better to pay attention to what parts of what type that seem to resonate with you most in the way that you see the world and live out your days. Good friends and family members can be invaluable to help you through this process, reflecting back to what they see when they think about what motivates you, what you react to, what you struggle with, and what gifts you bring to relationships and situations. Even just looking at these triads as a starting point will help you to narrow down the possibilities. One overall triad often seems to resonate more with you than the other two. But I do have a few words of caution. 
First, it's true that the cursory glance at the Enneagram can make it seem like just one more narcissistic tool that gives us permission to look down on others. On the other end of the spectrum, it could lead us to a place of despair or paralysis as we see our own blind spots, and especially the ways those blind spots hurt others and keep us from God's love as they are exposed and called out. Especially if you are a one and prone toward perfectionism. It is not uncommon for people to wish that they were a different type as they begin to discover the many ways the false self comes out in our daily lives. But the Enneagram is meant to be a tool that frees us from our false self and opens us up to more deeply to the transforming work of God's Spirit. From there, it becomes a tool that allows us to love others more effectively, with more compassion, understanding, and intention. We have to understand that our blind spots are powerful deterrents to our spiritual growth, to the extent that if we remain unaware of of what is motivating us, we are not free in life. If I am hiding behind my blind spots, I am unconsciously trying to keep God, others, and myself from the love that God does have to offer us. Knowledge of the Enneagram has led me to more self-awareness that has drawn me closer to the heart of God. Like any tool used for change, action is required. Knowledge about ourselves is just not enough. The Enneagram leads to deep soul work, but in highlighting our false self-tendencies and blind spots, it gives us direction for our actions and provides us invitations that lead to growth and freedom. This should assist us as we gain wisdom on our trek of life. Secondly, the point of the Enneagram is to never stereotype others or to judge them. Each person is unique and thus will live out in their space in a different way than others even with the same number. We are all in process, struggling to move toward health. Knowing someone's number as they are willing to share it with us tells us some things about them. But we still always have to get to know them without making assumptions and we see them as an individual who, like us, is constantly moving back and forth between our false self and true self throughout any given day, and thus we need grace. The Enneagram, when used as intended, helps us to have compassion for others and to love them better as we learn to own the sometimes ugly truth it reveals about our own hearts and receives Christ's compassion as we struggle as well as His transformation in our lives. No one has mastered their number, nor can we, and we all, always, are in need of God's mercy, forgiveness, and healing. The third point is, the Enneagram is not a one-stop shop or a quick-fix tool. It is not magical, nor is it mystical. It is, as I said, simply a tool for growth, developed by ancient and contemporary wisdom that, like any other discipleship resource, can lead us into deep insights about ourselves, our relationships, and about God by opening our hearts in new ways to the Spirit's work of moving us from our old self into our new self. Paul talks about this in 2 Corinthians. The framework helps us to see ourselves as we are, as we could be, if we allow God to continually renew us and form form us into people who are healthy and whole, and who reflects their Maker in a glorious way. As with all things that we do on this trek of life, let us follow 1 Corinthians 10, verse 31. So whether you eat or drink, or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Next week, we will begin to drill down on some of the points of the Enneagram on our Ask Gramps episode. This information that we will explore will allow you to unlock who you are as we travel through this trek of life and discover more about yourself and others as we impact God's kingdom. 
I know that you'll find these insights interesting, practical, and profitable in living a rich and satisfying life. Our next trek is Meditation Monday, where we will continue to reflect on the most important areas of life. So encourage your friends and family to join us and then come along with us on Monday for another day of Wisdom Trek, Creating a Legacy. If you'd like to listen to any of the past 917 daily treks or read the associated journals, they are all available at wisdom-trek.com. I encourage you to subscribe to Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts so that each day's trek will be downloaded to you automatically. And thank you so much for allowing me to be your guide, your mentor, but most importantly, I am your friend as I serve you through the Wisdom Trek podcast and journal. As we take this trek of life together, let us always live abundantly, love unconditionally, listen intentionally, learn continuously, lend to others generously, lead with integrity, and then leave a living legacy each day. I am Guthrie Chamberlain reminding you to keep moving forward, enjoy your journey, and then create a great day every day. See you on Monday.